Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rest is Football. I'm Gary Lineker and joining me this week is our number nine, Mr. Alan Shearer. But no Micah Richards, uh, that's right, no big meeks joining us today. He does have a pretty good excuse though. He's out in Las Vegas, would you believe, at the Super Bowl. Um, we're f- recording this on Monday morning, so that was last night. So I imagine he's still out somewhere. He was working with CBS or, or, or he says he was working a little bit. It's the type of gig only Micah Richards could work his way uh, onto. Uh, Micah will be back with us later in the week and we will, of course, be getting all the gossip from his time out, I hope in Vegas as I said to him in our WhatsApp group over the weekend what happens in Vegas goes on the rest is football anyway enough about Micah's antics in the States Uh, Alan we've got some football uh, real football the one where you use your feet uh, to talk about and we weren't actually able to talk about it the weekend because I didn't have a voice to talk about it the weekend it's it's still not 100% I missed match of the day and I, I missed you Alan how are you feeling um, well, a bit better. I'm getting there, I hope. I'm getting worried about you in your old age. That's what happens when you get older. You oh. see, it's hard to shake these things off. Tell me about it. It's been going on for ages, uh, on and off. I thought I got rid of it. I don't know if it's a new thing or a, the same bug that I've had for a while, but I, I completely lost my voice at the weekend. I mean, it's still a bit croaky, but I could barely talk at all. Some would say that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people would say that, I think, actually. A lot of people would share that. But um, anyway, anyway, where, where are you? You look like you're in a Swiss ski chalet there. I'm at an old pals of mine, Johnny Morris. We had some, um, remember the, the old uh, cricketer? He used to play for uh, for, for Durham. So yeah. he, uh, yes, I do, We had do, some yeah. birthday celebrations yesterday. So I'm yeah. in his little office. So if you can see some yeah. caps and tops, then uh, they're nothing to do with me. They're his. Wasn't he... In the famous incident in the in the little plane that he went in with David Gower and buzzed over the in Australia, he tells a great story of that. I mean, he, he was a he was a bit of a youngster, and I think he got cajoled into going into the plane, and then they flew over the ground or something. Did he? And um, yeah. funnily enough, he never played for England again. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do Gower much good either. I, I remember my um, if we shared an agent, John Holmes, of course, came on this um, yeah. podcast a few weeks ago. And I remember getting the phone call with John. He said, you won't guess what Gal has done now. You will not <laughs> guess. He's only buzzed over the cricket ground with his teammates playing. Oh, oh dear. I remember, I, I remember it Can all. Can you imagine? Uh, a youngster, David Gower, comes up to you. Come on, we're, we're going to go on a plane and fly over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Um, let's talk about some football. Start with Arsenal. Back on form. We were mm, saying yeah. that the one thing they're missing is a goal scorer at the moment, but all of a sudden mm. they're, they're scoring for fun again. Yeah, they were brilliant last weekend. What a performance yesterday. Goodness me. We watched it and it was just goal after goal. And then poor West Ham fans saw them sort of trudging out at, uh, at half time, as you would. If your team's getting that uh, that battered, yeah, they were superb. I mean, every single time they went forward or they put the ball in the box, you're thinking. Here's another one. Here's another goal. And um, yeah, they had to win, didn't they? With uh, with City winning and Liverpool winning. So yeah, it was, a, it was a big statement from Arsenal again. Yeah, the goal differences are now very similar. Uh, Liverpool plus thirty two, mm. Man City plus thirty one, Arsenal plus thirty one as well. Uh, points mm. not that much between uh, the three teams. It's really quite exciting. It could be, couldn't it? I think it's great for the neutral. I think it's it's great that that they're still winning, um, and it's going to be really tight. And I think for us who talk a lot about it on TV, then it's it it just keeps it interesting, doesn't it? Really, really interesting. Three teams, I think, going for it. I know Spurs got a late winner, but do you do you see them in the title race? Spurs, I don't see them. I don't see them having enough. No, I think it's a three horse race, isn't it? 
Yeah, not not quite at the moment, I, I don't think. I think it'd be interesting to get a three-team title race. It's been quite some time, probably since Chelsea last won it, that we actually had three teams in contention. But I think Champions League place for Spurs will be a hugely successful season. I think that's certainly doable. I think um, he's done a brilliant job. Ange Postecoglou will will perhaps come to the Spurs game a bit yep. later, but um, Bakayo Saka I think is is worth a mention. <laughs> uh, another two goals, obviously one of them was a was a penalty, but I mean he's a footballer that we've all admired. Probably had by his standards a slight dip in form over the last few weeks, but he's the, the last few games he's been brilliant. I love his decision making with the ball. He's one of those players. You know when you're watching a game and you think right, give it there. And he does. And he always seems to make the right decision. I love his attitude as well, guys. I think he's I mean his attitude is is amazing. I mean you would never know whether he's hasn't scored for six months or he's 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 actually on fire, you know. I just think he's he has this arrogance about him and I don't mean that in in a disrespectful way I mean in a great way um, that nothing really affects him he's just got this same attitude all the time and I mean I I, I think he's an amazing player and uh, while he may not have got as many goals as he has this season and he, as you said he might not have hit the heights that he perhaps can do or has done you always know that it, it's in there and it's, it's only a matter of time before it uh, before the, it, it comes out. I, I, I love him as a player. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely the same. And I think, I'll tell you what speaks volumes for him. I mean, there are not many youngsters that, what was he, when they played in the Euros final and he missed that penalty, what, about 18 years old, was he? I mean, not many players would be able to handle that, certainly in the way he's done. And, he, and then he's come forward and he takes really important penalties at big moments. And he also comes across as this really sweet lad, but you can see how competitive he is. I would say he's one of the absolute certs as things stand to, to be in the England team. And he's that position at the f- top of the, on the right-hand side for England, he's made his own, hasn't he? I think that could have finished other players off, you know, and that's what I'm, that's what I mean about his, uh, about his attitude. Well, look at Jaden Sancho, Alan, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poss- I mean, I don't know whether that was a contributory factor, but it, it could conceivably have been. Yeah, I, I mean, of course it would have affected him, but the way he's, the way he's just carried on as if it, it hadn't happened and he's, you, you've got to give great credit for him for that. And he's, he's one of England's star, star players now, isn't he? I mean, I don't, I don't think you can, you can doubt that. I mean, he's, he's absolutely nailed on for that, uh, for that England team. And so he should be because he's, he's a great player. Yeah. Considering the, um, depth of talent that England have got in forward and midfield positions, as, as you say, he's, he's him and probably Harry Kane, I would say the absolute and on, on that front line, that's, that's kind of sorted already, isn't it? And then it's just who plays on the left, who plays behind, and what, what he, how he fiddles in the midfield. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I think as a front six midfield going forward, I think we've got the best in world football with with the likes of him, Harry, Bellingham. I mean, <laughs> Bellingham again. I know two more goals, and and of course yesterday Declan Rice was um, sensational yeah. as well, wasn't he? Two set pieces he took that led to goals, yeah. and also that that wonderful. A wonderful goal against his former club. I know, yeah. Uh, when I when I saw it, I was thinking, come on. I mean, I know what West Ham means to him and I, I, I understand it, I get it, but I'm not really one for not celebrating, to be honest. You, you work all week to score goals. I know he. everyone knows he loves West Ham and what it means to him and, and everything else. Um, so I get it, but if it was me, I'd be away celebrating. 
they seem to have the West Ham fans have like a love hate relationship with with David Moyes. I suppose fans yeah. have a love hate relationship with most managers. You have to say he's done a brilliant job in his two spells um, at West Ham. Um, yeah, obviously a little bit of a dip going on. Um, it it was a bit of a shambles yesterday. He's only got what few months left of his contract it's a, a strange old situation there at the hammers at the moment you know sometimes um better the devil you know i think be careful what you wish for and they'll be hurting and they'll be hurting for a while after that performance and result there'll be a lot of anger around but i think as hard as it will be to try and look at the bigger picture with west ham they're in eighth position they got that trophy i'm, I'm not sure they could be, they could go any any higher than than where they are I think they've spent the money really well that they had for for Declan. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I know people will argue against him, but I like David Moyes. I think he's got he's shown a great character. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I think if they can just park it to one side that result and try and look, as I said, at the bigger picture, then I'm I'm all for David Moyes. Grass is always greener on the other side, isn't it? Yeah, apparently. I thought Manchester United. Probably got away with one yesterday. I, th- I mean, it was it was a mm. decent game. Actually. I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's really good game. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, Villa had their chances, didn't they, to to probably have won that game? I thought they played well, actually. Yeah, I thought Villa played really well. Yeah, I mean, just missing the the, the finishing touches. They had enough. Um, but that's a good sign, isn't it? With Man United, I mean, without playing particularly well, I think they they've done all the. I don't know. They did all the, the the ugly side of the game. They did it. I thought they did it really well. Um, but that has to be a good sign when you go into Villa Park. I know they've had a couple of poor results, Aston Villa, of late there, but it's still a really good result, irrespective. I don't think it was a great performance. They had to dig really deep, uh, rely on on the goalkeeper, and, and Harry Maguire was superb again. I thought and showed a great attitude. So yeah, really good result for Man United. Yeah, uh, Hoyland scored again as well. When you centre forward scoring goals, that's that's a bonus. We've talked about him earlier in this season. The fact that mm. he's kind of thrown in at the deep end. I'm sure he wanted to play consistently. He had an injury at the start as well, which never helps, does it? But you know, he's stood up. He's come through it, and now yeah. he's scoring goals. And we always we, we always looked at him, didn't we? Thought there was something in there. There's the, the way he moves and the yeah. way he attacks space and stuff. I think he, again. I mean, I mentioned the attitude of um, of Saka. I think he's shown because it's been really tough for him at times. You know, you, you, the, the spotlight that is on you at any football club. I mean, let alone one of the biggest in the in the world. And, you, and when you're not performing, you've got a huge price tag on your back. You're not scoring goals. It must have been really tough for him at times, but he's come through that and it looks as if um, he's really enjoying his, his game now and good for him. But you're right, we, we, we thought there's definitely a player in there. And yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, he's on that run of where he must want a game tomorrow and the next day because you just know you're going to go out and you're going to score. And he's on that, he's on that run now, isn't he? Can I ask you, ask you a question about the, the, the price tag on your shoulders? Because obviously you had a, a very big one. It was a record transfer at the time, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I had a relatively big one myself. Um, it's all relative. It wouldn't be very big now. But did that ever bother you? Do you know what it is? I quite liked I absolutely it. absolutely loved it. I loved it, <laughs> honestly. I thought yeah. it wasn't my money. If someone's daft enough to pay that huge fee, <laughs> a world record fee at the time, 15 million, then I really enjoyed having that tag. I was a bit I was a bit disappointed when I wasn't the world's most expensive player anymore. And I thought, yeah, it gave me 
great confidence that someone was prepared to go out and pay that money. I know you've got to go and deliver, but I felt I, I, I would be able to do that. So I'm glad you said that because I always felt exactly the same. And I always hear this every time. Well, he's got that huge price tag on his back. And I just yeah. think, well, yeah. that should fill you with confidence. It really should. I, I just don't get that that could be an issue. I think if that is an issue, then you've not got the mental strength that will take you to the top anyway. Yeah, but you have to look at, you've got to look at the circumstances. I mean, we're talking about Hoyland here in terms of when he came, he came to a football club that was really struggling and weren't creating many chances. And in reality, there would have been times where he shouldn't have been starting, but he had to because they probably didn't have anyone else. So, and he should have been sat on the bench looking at a main centre forward and looking and learning and, and, and just, you know, taking taking his time, but he's had to he's had to get through that and um it looks as if well he has. He's scoring goals and he's he looks as if he's really enjoying it now, so I'm pleased for him. Absolutely. You mentioned Harry Maguire before. Things are sort of coming together for England before a tournament. I know that can go awfully wrong and we get one or two injuries. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Honestly, Alan, I told you I told you before, I, 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 I don't believe it being superstitious. I used to, but then I worked out it was unlucky. So, <laughs> but, you know, Harry Maguire playing well, um, Saka coming back to form, Bellingham flying, all sorts of players doing brilliantly. Um, this season I know there's a long way to go and things can change yeah. but Harry Maguire's done well to bounce back as well because he's been through the mill yeah he had to put up a lot of shit hasn't he um, and I, I, I think he's again while we're on the about attitude and everything else I think he's uh, I think he's been brilliant because it would have been easy for him you know knowing that the manager probably didn't want you he certainly didn't want him as captain maybe wanted to get him out of the football club now, because of injuries or whatever it is, he's back in, playing well, and yeah, showing some great character. Really, really great character for, to go through all of that and then put in a performance like he did yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's, he's particularly good in both boxes. He's such a threat from corners going forward and he's brilliant defensively. Um, he's good on the ball. I mean, the one thing he lacks, obviously, is, is, is a yard of pace. Um, um, but I, I admire Harry... Harry Maguire and he's, he's he's never let his country down he's always turned up for England he's always done well for England most of the time hasn't he he really yeah, has I give him great credit for that yeah um, that's three home defeats in a row now for Villa um, one of those was the really poor performance against Chelsea in the FA Cup it's not a time to panic though for them is it I thought actually they played well yesterday no, I think, I mean, they've had a couple of dodgy results, as you said. I mean, Newcastle went there, dominated them. Uh, Chelsea went there in the FA Cup, dominated them. Another defeat. But uh, yeah, I, I'm like you, yeah, I think they played pretty well. Um, I think all that was mission was those those finishing touches in and around the, uh, in around the 18-yard box. But I didn't ever see them as title contenders. I mean, whenever you no, asked us the that. question when they were in and around near and challenging, I never, ever once thought that they would be going for the title. If they can get into that Champions League spot in fourth position, that would be an incredible season for uh, for them. It's going to be tough because they're going to have to battle it out with Spurs, I don't know, Man United, maybe, maybe Newcastle. Yeah, but... If they get if they can get into fourth, that would be an incredible season for Aston Villa. I, I, I absolutely agree with that, one hundred percent. Let's come back after the break and talk about um, the games that were played on Saturday. You'd have seen them all. I normally would, but I, I missed the three o'clocks, which was uh, bloody annoying, I have to say. Um, but watch the others. <laughs> watch the others on telly. But for now, let's take a little break.
I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer and me, Gary Lineker. No, Micah Richards, we've still not heard from him, must still be out in Las Vegas somewhere. Guys, did you not half expect him to come on the stage with Usher? <laughs> in the halftime show. <laughs> in, in, in the halftime show yeah. in Vegas, yeah. yeah. Wherever you are now, Big Meeks, we're missing you. But yeah. I wouldn't mind being with you. He's in some <laughs> club somewhere in Vegas, isn't he? I can't wait to hear his stories. He'll be with that Mahones guy. <laughs> is that right, Harry? He is the quarterback, isn't he? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> He'll be chucking some shapes out now with Tim and Taylor Swift, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Um, right, back to Saturday's games. Liverpool stay at the top, and as you would expect them to do against, obviously Burnley have been struggling um, this season. But I didn't see the entirety of the game. You would have done. Apparently, Burnley played some decent stuff, didn't they? But yeah, I mean, Liverpool didn't. They didn't play well. Didn't didn't have to. I mean, they were gifted a couple of goals. Liverpool uh, again from balls into the box set pieces but yeah it was a, I mean Burnley did have a couple of really good chances you know at uh, at 2-1 Liverpool were winning 2-1 and they had two one-on-ones Burnley and if that if they had put one of those in it might have been very different but I didn't no, I never ever felt Liverpool were in serious trouble. Got the three points without um, without playing particularly well. I know they've got they had a lot of injuries, didn't I? I mean, no Salah, no Canate, Allison was out uh, injured, Shlobosly was out. So um, yeah, they had a, they had a lot, but they got the points. That's all that mattered for them after the disappointment against Arsenal. Yeah, since Salah left for the um, Afcon, they've scored twenty two. Goals in eight games, so... That's amazing, isn't it, yeah? Yeah. I can't see him getting back in the team, can you? (laughs) Yeah, I can. (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) They're very strong in forward positions, Liverpool. They've got so many options, and that's 
that's one of the good things about uh, what Jürgen's done. He's been able to rotate and whoever he's brought in has, has managed to come in and score. Um, and that's that's a really good thing for Liverpool, isn't it? Oh, it's it's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Um, always is. I think I think they're going to go close, Liverpool. Well, Definitely. I mean, it's already close now between the three clubs. If you if you if you had if you had to have a bet on a team now, if you had to bet on one of those top three, which one would you go for at the moment? Take a take aside what you picked at the start of the season. It's tough, isn't it? I think I, w- I would stick with with City. I mean, when I, I look at them on Saturday, Man City, they didn't have one player that was out injured. They had a full squad to uh, to pick from and I think Pep Guardiola brought on Kevin De Bruyne Bernardo Silva and Kyle Walker <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair is um, it I know it's that that's what I mean and, and and with the Champions League and Europe about to uh, about to start again to have a full pool to choose from and that's that's why and they've been there I mean they've they know they know what they're doing and I know we've said it so many times that it's around about now, or they've already kicked in, haven't they? That um, they, they go on this incredible run. How it happens, I don't know. It's just a belief, I guess. But yeah, I would have to say City. Although, as we said earlier, I think it's going to be really tight, and I think that it, it um, it'll be great viewing for the neutrals. Yeah, Jack Grealish came on towards the end as well. I mean, I mean, their squad is <laughs> their squad is something else. And the uh, the other thing that will, I think, terrify opponents right around the country is, is Haaland. Comes back, um, scores his first goal since what November, but let's, that's because he's been injured, of course, and out for some time. And the second goal, the way he just prushed off Branthwaite and marched Lovely through and, and slotted it home. And well, even the first one was a hell of a strike. I, I loved, I loved the first one as well. I mean, it was just a head down, smash it, right foot, and the power. I mean, Pickford just had no chance before he could even react. It was in the, uh, it was in the back of the net. And I also, I loved the second one. I mean, the, the understanding. Can you, can you imagine when you're a centre forward like him? When you, as soon as De Bruyne gets that ball, you're off, aren't you? Because he, you know, he's just going to find you. You know that he's with his ability. Alan, could I just butt in there just for a second? You said. Imagine when you're a striker like Harlan. We were, Alan, we were. Oh, no, having De Bruyne around. Having oh, De Bruyne a around, thing, a lot yeah. of things. Oh, God, I mean, he, he, it's just dreamland for him, isn't yeah, it, with it his is. ability. And yeah. it's Just get on your bike and he'll find you. And then, I mean, he did. He still had a bit to do, to be fair, with the way he barged Brantwick off oh. the ball and then finished, yeah. sort of came around it, didn't he, with his left yeah, foot and he likes bent that it into the corner. It's brilliant. Yeah. What a what a player, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's Super. a sensational goal scorer. And, you know, if he stays fully fit for the rest of the season, I mean it's they're just gonna we we know they have to be the favourites, uh, Manchester City, because you know, they've they've got away with their kind of bad patch because other teams have slipped up. But even then, you know, this is the time I mean Alex Ferguson used to be the same thing, didn't it? It's all about what happens in the after Christmas in the new year, rather than in those first few months of, of, of the season. I suppose the first few months of the season is a bit like that opening day of a of a golf tournament, isn't it? You can't win it on the opening day, but you, you can lose, you it. lose it. But but as long as you're in there, in the mix, the big guns come to the top at the end. We've got a great title race going on and it's um, it'll be great looking at it and watching it um, over the next few weeks. 
Really interesting. As for Everton, seven league games without a win. Um, we're in run of form, really, after having a particularly good spell after the points deduction. They rallied at that point, but it's still kind of hovering over them, that, that point deduction and whether that'll get reduced. I, I, I suspect it might, without having any inside knowledge whatsoever, I hasten to add. Yeah, but they're on, they're on another one as well, aren't they? Well, that's it. So, I mean, it's so... Such a mess, isn't it, in, in, in many ways? They've obviously appealed and that's gone through and we're waiting on that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my gut feeling is they might get some points back from that. But then again, they might they might get done again. It's like, it's a really messy situation. And I know they defended really well for 70 minutes against Man City. But they have to get Calvert-Lewin back scoring because, I don't know, what is it? I think it's about 17 games now. 18 now. Um, 18. 18 in, in all competitions that he has. I mean, they've got to get him somehow. They've got to get him firing. If you could give Calvert-Lewin a little bit of advice about how to get out of a rut like this, uh, what would it be? The only advice you can ever give someone in that situation is you have to keep going. You have to stay strong. Uh, it's tough. Your, I don't know, your confidence is shattered, but it 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 will turn. I mean, you have to feel for him. It was last week, wasn't it, where he got oh. robbed of a of a goal, and that could make all the difference, you know, for Everton yeah. mentally if if he had been given that goal because he just needs one going in off his arse or his elbow or anything, any part of his body. He just needs that Everton need to get him firing, but it will if he keeps getting in there, and that's the main thing. If that's he keeps key. getting in there, it'll change. I was going to say the same thing. That is the key. You've got to not be scared to miss. You've got to keep going in there, keep missing, keep missing, keep missing. Eventually one will go in. He's got a lot of ability. He's done it before. You know, he'll come back and do it. And and, and I think that's the key is just keep going in there. And the other thing I always used to do if I was having a bad run of games was have a haircut. And that always works. Really? So there you go. Yeah. It was really? Really, if I yeah, if I went a few games without a goal, I'd have a haircut. And <laughs> so Did it work? I also would never have my hair cut if I was in a run of scoring goals. Yeah, I was a superstitious lunatic when I was um, a player. Um, did oh, it, it I didn't work? Know it that. works I didn't so know often. That. It works so often because all it does, I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is a mad piece of advice. No wonder you had stupid fucking long hair all the time then. Well, there you go, Al. There you go. <laughs> so imagine all it is really is giving, is shifting your mindset to do something differently to go, right, this is it, fresh start. Something different. I'm back. Absolute poppycock, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if it worked for you mentally, then that's all right. Yeah. What did you make of Newcastle on Saturday, Alan? I thought Bruno Gamerez was sensational. Oh, I, mean, what, two, I, uh, I love watching goals. him play. Yeah, I love Brilliant, watching him play. Yeah. A more more advanced role as well, didn't he? He played a little bit more forward. Uh, but what about his finish? The, you know, the, from, oh. the, from the ball in from Trippier, from the uh, set piece. Oh. I mean, the volley was just, yeah. it was, it's one of the most difficult things to do that when the ball's coming from there yeah. it is and to hit it with that first foot, with your right foot to, to do as he did was, um, it was an incredible finish, really, really tough finish, but brilliant. It was uh, great win for the two. Yeah, it, it, it was actually uh, very, but it was a cracking game. 
end to end. It was a really good game. They may have got away with one with a decision because I did think it was a penalty that Forrest should have uh, that should have been given. But I mean, they're, they're conceding far too many goals. Newcastle. He's got to try and address that. They're really open. Uh, yeah. Why, I mean, why against... do you think? Why do you think that is, Alan? Because last season they weren't at all like that. Why do you think that suddenly changed? I mean, you're missing the goalkeeper, obviously, probably. But although I think Dubravka's done pretty well. When you look at the midfield guys, I mean, the, the, Lewis Miley's been in there and he's been he's been incredible for for Newcastle. But they're missing Joe Linton. Missing uh, Willick, obviously Tenali. The, I know he wasn't there last season, but for, with him not being in there as well, they're missing some key players in that in that midfield. Um, also, when you look at the uh, the goalkeeping situation, I mean Nick Pope's been out for uh, for a while, um, and he's a really really. How many times did we say last season? Oh, what a save! Or save that with his foot, or he he pulled off some really important saves. So when you put all of that together, I think that that's why they're. Um, they're, they're shipping so many goals, but that that has to stop. I mean, four against Luton uh, last week, uh, two against Forest this week. Yeah, that that has to stop if they're going to try and get higher in the table. I, I I have to say this though. I think teams are picking out that um, left hand side of Newcastle's defence if they've got someone quick like Alanga um, against Dan Byrne, which would cause issues once again as it did in the previous. Yeah, I mean. I think Eddie will look at it and he's, I think he's a really loyal guy and I think for what Dan has done for him and for Newcastle, I mean, he's been a magnificent signing and I think Eddie looks at that and that is his go-to back four when you look at Trippier, Cher, Botman and Dan Byrne and that was that was key to how sort of tight and uh, mean they were last, last season. That was his back four. So I think he's... He sort of stuck with him for that because it would have been. There's a lot of noise to to leave Dan out and bring in Livramento at uh, at left back because yeah, Dan has been punished in the last in the last few weeks. But um, Eddie stuck with him, um, and I mean, I suppose you could say, although he did get he did get done again, didn't he? But they got the right result, so I think it was the right decision in the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, Forest now just two points clear the relegation zone. Still searching for their first league win in 2024. I thought they actually played really well on Saturday. I thought they had a, a, a real go. But obviously they've got also that possibility of a, a points deduction um, hovering over them. So um, they'll be nervous at the City ground. Yeah, I think they'll be nervous. But I, I think come the end, you know, I think it, depending on what happens with the with the charges that they've they've got, I do think that I think just I think they'll just have enough. I think they'll just have more goals than than other teams in and around them. But I think definitely it's if be they don't get a point deduction, I would points agree deduction. With that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on what happens on that, I think they'll they'll survive. But it's going to be a tight one. But I think they'll have more goals than the others down there. I think it would be remiss of us not to mention Sheffield United because they've not had many victories um, this season, but they had a, they had a big one on Saturday, didn't they, at Luton, which I think surprised most of us because Luton had been playing particularly well. Sheffield United got that absolute battering at home, didn't they, last week? Yeah. So yeah. I think they de- deserve a word on that if if it's just for their spirit and character to come back from that. Yeah, it was a it was a must win. I think if they if they had been beaten on Saturday, they were gone. I still think they'll go anyway. But I, I think for their for mentally for them and for their belief, I think it was a must win. So and they did really well. I think they they certainly deserved it. It wasn't a fluke. They were a better team. They were more organised. And as you said, to come back from from that that battering that they took, 
I mean, Chris Wilder, you could see the relief on his uh, on his face, and he said on Saturday night, didn't he, that he was going to go and have a go and have a few pints. So I hope he did because he ha- they haven't had much to celebrate this season. No, he certainly does. deserves a pint or two after that one. <laughs> I bet he had a few pints after the week before as well, for totally different reasons. <laughs> yeah, to numb the pain. I would imagine so. Um, I must admit, I did. I jump out my chair, um, even though I wasn't watching the games um, on Saturday when 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 the news came through of the ninety seventh minute goal for Spurs. What a goal it was as well, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's a beauty. Son and Johnson both uh, both came on. I mean the way the uh, the way they went down that left hand side, son, and you could see. You know, I'm thinking, has he has he got enough just to put the quality ball in? And oh, it was just it was crying out to be smashed in the back of the net from Johnson. Imagine that. I, I remember that feeling. You know, you know that when the ball's coming over and you're about two yards out, and you yeah. think, there's just no way I'm, I can miss this. Just get the connection, and he did in a way, and it was really cool and calm, wasn't he? But. That was a big win for Tottenham. That was in the last uh, in the last minute. It was a huge win for them. Yeah, it's, uh, I remember that feeling as well. It's it's it's, it's beautiful. You think Isn't absolutely it? can't it? miss, and people <laughs> say, yeah, but it's just a tapping. But they all count the same, don't they? I, I think I got more satisfaction from from a goal from a yard out than I did from twenty five yards out. It was, uh, I mean, especially in the last minute when you know it's going to be the winner and there's no coming back. I have to say, I I, I I have no idea what it feels like to score from goals from 25 yards. <laughs> from 25 yards. <laughs> I think I got one from 20 yards once, so that's about my maximum, uh, unlike your good self. Um, but I had lots of those little tapping ones. But you got to be yeah, there, Alan, haven't you? You've got to keep got to getting in there and you've got to... You don't, they don't count as double just because they're outside the box. No, massive bonus for, for Spurs getting some back. Um, slightly prematurely um, from from the um, Asian Cup. It's a big boost for them. I mean, they've, they've they've done pretty well, Spurs. No, they have. They're they're um, they're right in the mix to get uh, to get that fourth spot. Uh, and again, I mean, with with Villa uh, there and and others pushing, but you'd have to say that they've got a great chance of doing that. And again, like very much like Villa, if they were to to grab that, it would be a great season, first season for uh, for Postacoglu. I think everyone's admired what he's done there and sort of the style of football. And it is really, really good to watch. So yeah, they're right in the hunt. Big win yeah. for them. I, I definitely fancy Spurs for, for top four. I think, I think they've got it within them. As long as they don't have any you know, disastrous run with injuries or something like that. I, I, I really do think they can make Champions League football. And don't forget, of course, um, there is a possibility at the end of this season that England, um, the Premier League, could have five clubs in the Champions League. Two countries in Europe will get that. It depends at the moment. It's very, very tight um, as to which two countries that would be. I think uh, uh, as it stands at the minute, the Premier League's just outside, just. But that could change, of course, I think with... Uh, with results as as we go forward um, in the Champions League. Um, speaking of um, European football, massive, uh, well, two massive games actually in, in Europe this week. Uh, firstly, in Germany, um, Leverkusen under Xabi Alonso, who've um, been extraordinarily consistent um, this season. They were two games behind Bayern Munich's um, all-time record of games unbeaten um, in all competitions, which was, I think, 32. Um, they're now one behind because they beat Bayern Munich by three goals to nil, absolutely thumped them, five points clear at the top. It, things are going that well for them. Um, the first goal was scored by um, Stanisic um, at the back post, and he's on loan from Bayern Munich. Can you believe that? Honestly, can you? I mean, we, we, had a, we had a situation like that at Newcastle, you know, 
we played at uh, Portsmouth and I think it was Loire Loire scored for Portsmouth against us at Newcastle uh, and Bobby Robson was manager and I very I very rarely seen Gary Speed lose his temper <laughs> in in the dressing room, and I remember Speedo coming in going absolutely berserk because Loire Loire scored against us. But he was on loan, yeah. And it was like it all kicked off in the dressing room, and Speedo was saying, "How the fuck can this happen? How can <laughs> one of our players do that?" And it was he honestly went berserk. I mean, absolutely right as well. Who on earth? Let's a player go out on loan and then not get the clause in to see that you 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 can't play. I mean, but how can you imagine Bayern Munich at the weekend and how 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 they're feeling? Mad, isn't it? Did Loire Loire celebrate, Alan? I can't remember. You know, Gary. I can't remember. <laughs> he, probably, he probably he probably did, which is probably why Speedo was so well. Or we were all so so angry. It was like I just couldn't believe it happened. Did you see Stanisic's reaction? He's going. It's just don't calm, no, no, calm, calm down, calm down. down. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to score. Honest, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? It's funny. I always think what what that must be like if if then your loan kind of finishes and you go back to your club. When he goes back to Bayern Munich, say they they win the Leverkusen win the league by two points. He's got a he's got a winner's medal. They've not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's ridiculous. I mean, even thinking about Harry Kane again, I know I shouldn't, we shouldn't laugh at the situation, but no. what if Bayern, Bayern won, was it 11 consecutive titles, is it? Yeah, yeah. 11 consecutive titles, and he, he goes there, and you imagine him, him not him not winning the title. There's a real possibility now. I mean, I always thought that... Despite being brilliant himself. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a, he didn't have a great game. He hardly had any uh, touches at all, but for the, for the, for the most part of the season, he's been... He's been sensational, but for him to go there and buy and not win the title, I mean, oh my god! When you look at the starting lineup for Leverkusen, it's not—it's not absolutely full of superstars. I mean, there's some good players in there. Um, Tellez was at Burnley not long ago, and he scored lots of goals. They have got um, Young Verts, who I think is going to be—I I mentioned it on a previous pod—I think he's going to be a very special uh, player indeed. But it, he's got something, Mister Alonso, hasn't he? Poor. I mean, I, I, I just hope, well, I say it, it doesn't really affect me at all, but I think all the speculation with him in uh, Liverpool and what have you, I hope it doesn't sort of affect them in the coming, in the coming weeks because that would be such a shame for, uh, for them. But what a, what a job. He's, he's, uh, he's, it's incredible, isn't it? So, yeah, you're right. I mean, they've got, they've got one more game to equal that, that record, haven't they? They've gone unbeaten. So, yeah, what a, what a job he's doing. Incredible. Would you take the Liverpool job if you were him? I mean, it's a very tough act to follow, Jurgen Klopp. I, I would say particularly probably if they win the league as well. Um, you can't really take them... F- much further forward. Um, Liverpool fans, I apologise. <laughs> I apologise to Liverpool fans at this point. But these things will be going through his mind if he is approached uh, for the Liverpool job. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's Liverpool, it's Liverpool Football Club and, and the, one of the giants of world football. I think that would, depending on on clauses and everything else, then I would think that would be too good for him to turn down. Well, I, I always thought that, that after Sir Alex Ferguson, I thought that Manchester United would would implode. I thought it'd be very difficult. I thought the same thing with Arsenal, with, with Arsene Wenger, because I think when someone is of that magnitude has been in charge of a club for so long, and I would say the same applies to Jurgen Klopp, I would say the same will apply um, 
when Pep Guardiola calls it a day, that the person who takes over after them, I mm. think that is one hell of a task. I always said that the person that should take over after Sir Alex Ferguson, you wait till the one after the the one that does take <laughs> over. Uh, but you obviously you don't know whether you'll get the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to have belief in who you are and what you are and all of those things. And I would imagine that that, uh, that Xavi will do. And as I said, if he's opportunity, then. Yeah, or Real Madrid, though. He, I mean, he might have the choice of anywhere. When Real Madrid come calling. <laughs> well, he's in that same situation as well, isn't he? I mean, with, following Ancelotti, what a job he's yeah, done. Uh, amazing. And that, that brings us nicely onto um, the top two clashed in, in Spain at the weekend in La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid beat uh, Girona, who've been flying this season. They're that kind of Leicester City kind of style story that we've been following. But um, I think it's going to be very difficult now for for anyone but Real Madrid to win the league. And two more goals uh, for Jude Bellingham. And I tell you, Vinicius Junior was sensational as well. One unbelievable pass and a fantastic goal. I know. I mean, Bellingham again. I mean, how many times are we going to talk about keep talking about how brilliant he is and has been and is going to be and I mean I, I don't know we've, we've run out of words to say how brilliant he is it's just you think about the might and how big they are Real Madrid and, and the way he's performing in that stadium and, and they're, they're actually they're, they're already looking to him to at such a young age to, to carry them through games at times and that's a huge pressure to, to carry and take on, but he's done it with ease, hasn't he? He, he looks, looks so confident, doesn't he? Yeah. He just looks as if he belongs in that stadium, in the in that huge arena, doesn't he? You can tell that he absolutely loves it. Yeah. I mean, the, the German midfield player, Cross, though, has been one of the great players of his generation. Wonderful midfield player for Real Madrid. I saw him do a post, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. All he had on it was something like, this mentality and he's only 21. And it was like, you're getting that from someone, a player like that who's alongside him, basically said, this kid's the leader. I mean, he's the leader of that of that team. And it's fantastic for Real Madrid. And it's, um, it's so exciting for England as well. Very, very much so. I mean, we, t- we spoke about uh, England earlier, didn't we? And how great they are in forward positions. You might have a dilemma, you know, Gareth, how to get the best out of him and Foden in the same team. I mean, they're both that's in the in the ten role. So so exciting for England, superb. I think the versatility of both though enables him to get them both in the side. Well, I mean, Foden could equally play wide at the top of a three. Uh, Bellingham could, you know, he can play as a six or an eight or or a ten. He could play pretty much anywhere he wants. I think. Uh, so yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a lovely lovely problem to have um, if you go to Southgate, and of course as well as we know in tournament football, you know you need to change things around occasionally and put people in different spots. Injuries will happen. You might get tired, but um, I can't wait for the Euros. I can't wait. Superb. It's yeah. Be great. And, and while we're on um, national team championships, um, we, sh- we we should finish by. Uh, mentioning the two uh, big competitions that ended this weekend in the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, I watched that the whole game last night. Cote d'Ivoire, I mean, the host nation, fantastic story. Um, won it against all odds. Um, they got battered 4-0. Um, was it Equatorial Guinea in the um, in the group stage? The manager got the sack. Absolute. <laughs> Who story. would have thought them from there? I mean, they were practically out. And then somehow it turned yeah. round. They got the third place qualifying spot um, ahead of Ghana. 
and um, came back from like having 10 men uh, in, in one game um, to score in the last minute and then score in the last minute of extra time. And then they've come from behind in the final. I mean, what a story. And Hal uh, scoring as well, wasn't it? So that's a, a great story in itself of what he's what he's been through sort of health-wise. So, um, yeah, you could see the scenes. I was looking at I, I, I didn't see the full game. I just saw bits of it. I was looking at... Uh, Didier Drogba in the stands as well, so going mad and celebrating as well. Yeah. So he yeah. was running up and down, running all over the <laughs> lane. Couldn't he believe was, it. He was. And, uh, he was loving it. Yeah, it really was an amazing story. And um, congratulations to Cote d'Ivoire um, in the Asian Cup. Qatar won three-one against Jordan. They had three penalties. Hakram Afif, um, who I, I thought was actually the one player that stood out for them in the World Cup um, in Qatar. Thought he had the ability. He's got a little bit of a kind of Mo Salah look about him from a distance. He scored a hat trick, and um, I don't know whether he saw his celebration, Alan. I didn't see his celebration. No. Well, when he runs, he does a card trick. He does a card magic trick. So he goes and he's got really? some picture of a card, and he turns it into like yeah, it's like a, something else. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, that must that, be your first. It's got to be moment of the week. <laughs> I mean, how often do you get that? Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Dynamo, both on the pitch and off the pitch, and in his celebrations as well. So um, I think we'll call it a day, unless you've got a magic trick you can perform, Alan. No, one-arm celebration, that's all it is for me, guys. <laughs> yeah, we, I thought you were going to make a card appear in your hand there as you put it above your head. <laughs> <laughs> but you never managed it. Um, um, well, that's all we've got time for on today's episode of The Rest is Football. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with our question and answer episode. Uh, remember, the best way to get your questions in for us is through our newsletter. It's completely free to sign up to, and you can do so at therestisfootball.com. That's therestisfootball.com. We'll see you soon. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Have a good week.